0: African Americans make up one of the largest voting blocs in Chicago, which means many of us have taken the step to register to vote. But too many of us remain silent when it's time to make our voices heard. At a time when our conversations are as polarized as they've ever been, we must exercise our political power. Dear Black Voter, I'm Calmetta Coleman, Senior Vice President of External Affairs for the Chicago Urban League. Local and state elections matter, and if you're not voting with knowledge, you're not voting with power. Welcome to our six-part series on voter education. It's time you had a seat at the table. Pull up a chair. Your host, Domati Pongo.
1: Dear Black voter, know the deadlines. In episode two, we cover everything you need to know about voting by mail deadlines to register to vote, when to expect sample ballots, early voting, and some deadlines you want to be aware of on election day. And to get some clarity on all of this, we talked to Chicago Board of Elections Commissioner Jonathan Swain. And we begin episode two, Know the Deadlines, with a simple question, who can vote in the March primaries? Board of Elections Commissioner Jonathan Swain.
2: Well, you have to be registered, obviously. Um, Anyone 18 years old, by November 6th, then we can talk a little bit more about that. Um, you have to be a U.S. citizen and effectively have lived at your address for um, at least 30 days.
1: OK. And with this being the primary, do you have to declare what party you're? No,
2: you okay. you, don't, you don't. I mean, most people declare either Republican or Democratic Party or independent or, I mean, or Green Party or whatever party may have a, a, a slate of candidates. But you can request a nonpartisan ballot and vote on anything that um, any kind of uh, uh, referenda or the like that might be appearing on the uh, on the ballot. OK.
1: And uh, what do we need to know in terms of registration for voting and what are those deadlines?
2: Well, let me just back up and give you kind of a, um, yeah, please. <clears throat> a larger picture. So, you know, the voting that we typically know about is, you know, you have up until 30 days before the election to register. And if you hadn't, then you did, couldn't vote in the in the primary of the next election. Well, a lot of things have changed since that time. And so um, uh, we have things that allow you to vote even up to same day registering in the vote and vote. You have up into 30 days to do a mail-in application. You can go to our website, chicagoelections.com, and get an application for a mail-in voter registration. After 30 days, you have what they call grace period registration. You can go to one of our sites with uh, some identification. You can register on the site and vote on the site uh, where you show up. We also have same day registration. So let's say you didn't register uh, prior to 30 days before. You didn't go to grace period. You can go to the polling place where you live, bring some identification. Again, it's listed on ChicagoElections.com and you could actually vote on register and vote on that day. Wow. And how
1: long has that law been in effect?
2: Um, that's been in the law uh, around for a couple years. I okay. mean, the, the whole idea of the uh, there was a, a federal legislation that tried to create uh, make voting more accessible and try to make it uh, encouraged and lay out a whole tenet of ideas about how voting can be made uh, easier. Because I think the idea of how we vote comes from a a bygone era uh, in some ways um, of of a long time ago. And people's lives are different. Um, People's schedules are different. And so the goal is to try to make voting as accessible as we can to as many people as we can.
1: Qualifications to register to vote. You said you talked about uh, being at your current address for at least 30 days. Mm -hmm. Are there any other qualifiers that we need to know about?
2: You have to be at least 18 by November 6th. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to be a U.S. citizen. Now, there was this law that I heard about pretty
1: recently that you could vote in the March primary if you're 17 years old, if you'll be 18, by November 6th, 2018. That's correct. So
2: so a law that was uh, enacted, I think, in the last... a presidential cycle that effectively says that as long as you turn 18 by the general election day, you can vote in the primary. And the kind of idea behind that is that, you know, if you turn 18, uh, at some point after the primary and you get to vote in the general, you don't have the opportunity if you are, uh, uh, declared a party to be able to cast a ballot and select who's gonna be on that general election ballot. So the idea is if you turn 18 by the general election day, you can register and vote in this particular primary.
1: So parents, please let your teenagers know, teenagers, if you're listening, mm-hmm. you still have a chance to be a part of this process, even if you're 17 right now. I think it turned 18 by at least uh, November 6th. November 6th, correct. All right. Now, when does early voting start and how can people take advantage of the early voting process?
2: So early voting starts uh, generally by law about 40 days before the election. Um uh, we're opening, hoping to op our, open our super site. So in previous elections, we had a super site downtown that had about 100 machines that people could come in and they could, uh, you know, on their lunch breaks or if they're around downtown shopping or eating, what have you, they can come in and vote. Our super site hopefully will be at 16 West Adams and it'll be open around February 15th. Um, we also have 51 sites around Chicago, that one in each ward, and then obviously the one downtown where people can early vote. And those will be open uh, on March 5th.
1: Nice, nice. Now, why might, why might some people want to take advantage of early voting? Because, I mean, it's something that, that you know, some people want to get it out the way, but some people have no other option. So talk well, about the state of the I mean, I mean,
2: I mean the, the idea is the to make the easier for the voter. I the mean, when you the to vote on a particular day, you of to you off to from work, and you had to, in, in some cases, you had to state of to request time the from of the state of the state it the state of the weather could be state of the state could be state of the state of the state of the state of reasons why you could be of the state of the of reasons why of might have of the election day. Early voting gives you the opportunity to vote basically at your leisure, obviously when the center is open, but you get a chance to vote at your leisure and go um, and uh, do it when it's, when it's convenient to you. And you also have the ability to vote at any place in this, any of the locations in the city. So I live in Hyde Park. Um, if I'm on the north side or if I'm downtown or if I'm on the far south side and I'm near an early voting center, I can go there and actually vote uh, in the uh, in the election. Wow, I didn't know that. I mm-hmm. didn't know
1: that. It's really convenient. And and now I'm thinking about other ways to make voting easier, more convenient. You can also vote by mail.
2: Vote by mail. Yes, a lot of people know that is absentee voting. Mm-hmm. So the law was also changed to what they call. Uh, um, no-fault absentee voting, meaning prior to the law change, you had to have a reason why you didn't show up and didn't have to get a mail-in ballot. Now, you don't need to have a reason. It could just be that I just want to vote by mail. You can go on our website, again, ChicagoElections.com. You can apply for an application to uh, to get a vote-by-mail uh, ballot, and you can get your, uh, your your ballot and fill it out on your, your kitchen table or your living room table and mail it in, as long as it's postmarked by Election Day.
1: Okay. All right. Now, what about people living overseas? What options do they have to cast a ballot in their home district? You have people in the military overseas, and you've got folks who are living overseas, yeah. Or live overseas. overseas.
2: Well, well, let's let's, let's differentiate that. So people that are at college, they can apply for, if they're registered here, they can apply for a vote-by-mail application. But if you're living overseas or you're a military and the like, you can go on our website. You have to fill out a a federal postcard to get access to a ballot and certify that you are either in the military or living overseas temporarily. And then from filling that form out you can get a ballot sent to you that again you have to uh, mail you can mail back um, those are also on our website chicagoelections.com
1: when are sample ballot uh, sample ballots that is going to be available for folks?
2: Uh, sample ballots are probably be available early February. I mean, there are a lot of um, as we're putting the ballot together, we're, all, we're we're always following the challenges that are going on, both on, on the state level and on the on the local levels of people who are challenging candidates on the ballot. And so we want to make sure that those are mostly worked through so that with the ballot that we that we print and we submit or, or, or uh, uh, distribute um, is the, as accurate as it can be.
1: Talk to us a bit about the importance of sample ballots as well, because uh, I know ahead of time when I started to get, get ready to vote every year, I get my sample ballot and I'm researching each and every candidate on there. There are offices that you're obviously you have some idea about governor, Mm -hmm. you know, who you're going to vote for perhaps even Cook County board president, but a lot of the judges, I do a lot of research on the judges Mm -hmm. or, or even uh, the challenges to tax assessor. Let's see, you know, which way I want to go with this. Talk about the sample ballot process and how voters can leverage that to come to the ballot box, compare with that information. I
2: mean, I mean, the sample ballot, I think is essential. It tells you who's on the ballot. Um, It allows you to see a format of the ballot before you, um we'll go into the ballot box. Um that for a lot of folks, especially a lot of our older uh folks in our community, voting is a sacred thing. And so they wanna be prepared and wanna be ready. Um I think it also gives you the opportunity, as you said, to research. I mean, we always talk about how people show up for presidential elections and we have the highest turnout for presidential elections in our community. But the fact is is that you'll probably see a judge a lot faster than you'll see the president. Mm-hmm. I mean Obviously, the, the, uh, we don't have a president from Chicago anymore, but you'll probably see a judge either through traffic court or through uh, a, a, a uh, some kind of matrimonial issue, uh, a property issue, um, a criminal court. If a lot of us have folks that are involved in the criminal justice system, you'll see a judge a lot faster. So it's important to know to be able to go and look through the ballot and be very thoughtful about who it is you're going to cast the ballot for. When people
1: run into challenges at their polling places or if they want to report any wrongdoings they see, What avenues do they have to be able to do
2: that? There are a few. So we have... Of judge election judges that are in every polling place. And so those folks are there um, one, to make sure the election is fair, but also to provide help uh, of any kind of questions or any things that may come up. Um, there's also a number uh, at Election Central that you can provide. You can find that number on our website, again, ChicagoElections.com. You can call Election Central. We have phone banks that are set up um, that not only have uh, English speakers but folks that from, from Hindi to Spanish to Polish. Um, they're set up in our office so that if you do have issues, that we can go and we can investigate investigate them. We have a system that monitors them. We have investigators that can go out and evaluate if there are issues in a polling place, and we can try to get those issues resolved as soon as possible. What
1: are some issues that you've seen in the past that you guys have been able to rectify? Or in terms of deadlines, what are some things that tend to pe- trip people up so that when they get to the polls, maybe there's something they didn't know about that you want to clear the air about so that you might not have to deal with that this sure. year?
2: It's, it's a couple of things. I mean, you know, some of, the, some of the, the, um, the biggest concerns that we're always looking for on election day is making sure the polls are open on time. Mm-hmm. And so we're very in tune to when the polls are opening and, and what um, in, in case there's an issue where a poll isn't able to open on time. We're always monitoring that folks that do show up. We contact them to make sure that they've had another opportunity to vote before we have to go determine whether to keep another poll, keep that polling place open. So that's always a, a, a big issue concern. Um, I used to say that there were a lot of deadlines that that you had to make, like especially that 30 days before um, before the election kind of thing. Uh, I remember back in the 80s when I was a kid, there was that hair Washington come alive by, on October 5th. Yeah. That was a voter registration date. <laughs> that doesn't exist as much anymore because you do have grace period registration. You do have same day registration as long as you have the appropriate materials which are wide and varied. Again, I go to our website, Chicago They can list what all those things are, but you really have no excuse as to why you are not voting. Right, I mean, right. Th- yeah, th- yeah. Th- th- the only date you have to be worried about is the day after the election because that's the date you missed. (laughs) You missed the election. At this point, there's no reason why you shouldn't be voting. Right, right. You, you talked about Come Alive October five. Harold Washington,
1: massive voter registration mm-hmm. campaign. People are doing similar campaigns uh, to date to mm-hmm. try to get people registered. Mm-hmm. What's the process for folks who want to have a station through which people can come by, get registered? What do they have to do? Say say I, I'm a member of a church and I want my church to serve as a place that people can go to get registered. What do I have to do to make so it possible?
2: You have deputy registrars that can go out and register people. You also have um, uh, what they call motor voter cards, uh, which are cards that you can distribute to people and they can mail those in, they that can, that can get people registered and there's a small one piece of paper that allows folks to be able to fill out a card and be able to, to, to register to vote. Um, those are the primary things. What we're looking forward to is actually automatic voter registration. So you know the governor signed a law uh, last year to authorize automatic voter registration in Illinois. And so the state is working on promulgating rules around how that's going to take place. The idea generally is anytime you interact with a state agency, you'll have the ability to um, register, update your registration and the like, so that you know folks are automatically registered.
1: So for instance, if you're renewing your driver's license, you'd automatically be registered to vote? In,
2: in theory, right, there will be rules that will be created around that and the state's work, working on those rules, working with the State Board of Elections and the, and the Secretary of State to work through that, but that's what's upcoming this point, though, at this election, you have to um, either register 30 days before, do grace period registration, or, again, same-day registration. And uh, th-
1: one more note, too, on those voter cards, motor voter cards for people who want to uh, be deputy registrars. Just go to ChicagoElections.com, fill out like an application for those? Or well, you, we can, you can come
2: to? down to our office, 69 West Washington, and there are folks that can take you through those forms and the like if you want to register there. That's awesome. Now, what is a provisional ballot? A provisional ballot is basically a ballot that someone casts when, they're, they, when they, either they are voting in the wrong polling place, or there's some question about their registration, or there's a question about whether they have already voted, because obviously you only get the chance to vote once. Right. And so a provisional ballot is something that's cast so that once evaluation is done after the fact, then that ballot can be, um, be counted in part or in whole.
1: All right, and any deadlines in terms of taking advantage of those provisional ballots? No,
2: that that happens when you go to the, to to the to the polling place and if something was to arise, um, some issue that was to come up, that's when provisional ballots take place. And and, and thankfully through their new new kind of um, openness in our registration of being able to do grace period and being able to do same day registration, a lot of issues can be cleaned up and so pro- hopefully provisional ballots are at a minimum.
1: Gotcha. And now uh, now, this is a big one. I heard a lot of people talking about this, not only in terms of polling places opening on time, but then if you're in line mm-hmm. by a certain time, no matter how long that line is, as long as you're in line by a certain time,
2: you can cast your ballot. That's correct. If Talk if, us through if, that process. If you're in line by 7 p.m., by the time the, the uh, polls close, you can cast your ballot.
1: So as long as you are in that line at 7, even if the polls don't close until 9 p.m., as long as you stick around and cast your ballot, your mm. vote will be counted. That's correct. Uh, it's good to know. And lastly, on election day, um, are there any other things aside from from that piece that that voters should be aware of that that uh, you want to make sure that they know about?
2: Again, if you need to do same day registration, you go to the polling place where you're. Um uh, where, where you are at, where you live, and then bring the information that's listed on our website, and you should be able to register and vote on the same day. Um, if there are any issues, again, you can call our election central number, and we can help you through those issues. You, if you have questions about where you're registered, you can go to our website and you can uh, log on and p- put in your name and your address and tell you uh, uh, information about your registration. So. Um, I think the other, only thing, couple of things I would say is, um, one, you have the ability to, to bring sample ballots, marked up ballots information into the into the um, uh, polling place. Um, so for you can so you can actually be voting according to the notes that you've taken. That's all well and good. Um, and that's about it. I think there's probably one other thing that I want to add, which you hadn't touched on. It wasn't on your sure. on your on your on your list. Um, returning citizens. Mm. There's a lot of misinformation out there about returning citizens and their ability to participate in, uh, in, in the franchise of voting, um, partly because there are certain states in the union that prevent folks who have gotten felonies from voting at all, Florida being one of them. And so people think that because Florida does it, has been talked about, and Florida's uh, voting is always very publicized because it's always very uh, engaging and, and, and engaging, um, that people think that while returning citizens don't have the ability to vote. In Illinois, that's not the case. Once you are no longer incarcerated, you have the ability to vote. If you are um, what in a, in a what they call a, uh, a pretrial detainee status where you are uh, 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 been arrested, you have been detained in some way shape and form, but you have not been convicted, uh, and you're not detained you have the ability to vote as well. So I think it's important, especially in our community when we have so many folks that are returning citizens and we have so many folks that have been engaged in the criminal justice system, that they understand that once they've done their time and once they're back, they have the ability to vote.
1: That is, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that piece, mm-hmm. too. That's very important. And I, and I want to let you guys know, once again, com. when you go there, if you want to know where you're registered, if you want to know what district you're in, all of that information, it's a really simple prompt. You go there, you put in your address, you put in uh, your street name, all of that good mm-hmm. stuff. Takes you about two minutes, I say. And then you get to the next mm-hmm. screen, it lets you know everything you need to know whether you're registered, where you're registered, and where your polling place mm-hmm. is. And the same goes for returning citizens. If they want to make sure that everything is good to go, that's the same place that they can go Absolutely. to. Absolutely,
2: chicagoelections.com. It is the resource that we try to, to do to put together to make sure that anybody has any questions or any information, it can be found on that website. And even if you can't, there's numbers you can call to get any information that you have or need.
1: The voice you hear, the face you see, is Chicago Board of Elections Commissioner Jonathan Swain, who is also the owner of Kim Bark Beverage Shop, my favorite spot.
2: <laughs> thank you for taking the time, bro. No, no, thank you, my man. I appreciate it. Appreciate no it.
0: Thank you for listening to a segment from our biweekly series, Dear Black Voter. We invite you to check out our show notes and voter resources at coldpodcast.com. And don't forget to rate us and leave your comments on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about the League and to find out how you can get involved and support our work, please visit our website at thechicagourbanleague.org.